0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Jacqueline Sun. I'm a fellow Virgo moon reminding you to prioritize play and fun in your life, even if you're going through those moments of deep healing. I'm so excited to chat more with you glow baddies soon. I'll see you in the episode. Hello everyone, welcome to Glow Radio. I'm so excited to be just sitting here having a solo episode with you guys. I feel like we've been having a lot of guests on the show and it's been a while since I just sat down and had a little one-on-one chat with you guys. I truly feel most in my element when I'm just sitting here having a casual conversation with y'all so I'm really excited to be back. So today I want to have a talk with you guys about everything that's been coming up for me for the last little bit regarding relationships and money, career, finances, all that kind of stuff, especially because Venus Retrograde is coming up. So this episode is probably going to be out and Venus Retrograde will be in full swing by that time. I'm recording this just a couple days before. And we've already been going through the pre-Venus retrograde period, and oh my goodness, let me just tell you guys, it's been intense for me, especially since the eclipse was going on. I'm recording this right now just before the full moon in Gemini that's happening in a few days, and especially for myself. My Saturn return is coming up next month in January 2022. So, oh my goodness, guys, I've just been through the ringer the last little bit. And I'm just excited to share with you guys and have a super raw and unfiltered conversation. As always, sharing everything that's been going on and all the lessons that I've been learning. So when pre-Venus retrograde first hit, oh my God, guys. I feel like so many lessons were coming up for me regarding relationships and regarding my own sense of self-worth and just a lot of really deep trauma coming up because I feel like I've been doing a lot of trauma healing over the last couple of years, which I've talked to you guys about ever since my very toxic breakup with my long-term ex so many things have just been popping up and I've been going through them but I feel like this retrograde truly brought up some very deep issues and I feel like there's nothing to fear during any retrograde period because we can emerge from it stronger we can emerge from it more healed and these things are just coming to our attention because the universe wants us to heal the universe wants us to get better so One thing that came up for me was handling conflict in healthy relationships. So let me just tell you guys, I'm someone who's hella afraid of conflict. Like, I'm a Pisces with a Pisces Venus and a Libra third house. Like, I do not like conflict. And also because of my upbringing, it didn't help me enjoy conflict anymore because a lot of the times whenever I spoke up about my needs, I would be punished for it you know and it's not like my parents fault for doing that it's just because they didn't know any better and I'm sure that was like a cycle they were repeating from their upbringing and so forth so I'm terrified of conflict okay and that's because whenever I've experienced conflict in my life it tends to lead to an explosion and this has happened in my family in my previous relationship So now being at the place where I am, I'm in a healthy relationship with my boyfriend. It's honestly the most smooth-flowing thing, the smooth-flowing relationship that I've ever experienced. And I'm really happy with all my friendships as well. Like, there's so much love and it's just really good. I'm really pleased with my relationships at this point in my life. I do have my Venus in my seventh house. So, I guess it's a good sign, you know, that's a really good placement and it means I can have a lot of uh, free-flowing or just easy-going experiences in my relationships and that's really important to me. So, in the last bit, when Venus Retrograde came up, I had three instances with three loved ones in my life where there was a confrontation. You know, there is something that they were upset about with me and they communicated it to me and it was scary, you know, I feel like I'm not used to conflict like I told you guys and when these people came to me and just mentioned that something I did had upset them or there, there was just some miscommunication and it was so different to me because these are healthy relationships. And I've never really experienced conflict before in a healthy way where the other person still loves you, you know, they they don't have resentment towards you and they've forgiven you. In this case, the other parties have forgiven me and they still love me, but they just wanted to tell me something that had bothered them that I did. And. It was like completely amazing the communication. I feel like everything was so smooth. No explosions, no one flipped out. There was no like crazy argument about it. It was a very calm conversation between all of these people. But I realized that even though it was handled in such a calm, healthy manner, my old trauma was still coming up because a lot of the times, the trauma is stored in our bodies. And this is something that I've learned very recently, and it's that sometimes we can't intellectualize our trauma. We can't rationalize it. It's It just doesn't make sense. It's just something that's stored in our bodies. I, I learned about this a lot more when I was reading the book, The Body Keeps the Score, which is a super amazing very scientific book if you guys are interested in that I would highly recommend it I do have a link in my profile that includes all my book recommendations on Amazon if you guys do want to check that out so I learned that from there and I feel like the more that I've been diving into my trauma healing journey and learning from different teachers and guides I've learned that sometimes you really need to just shake it out of your body because it's not something you can think yourself through. You can't think yourself to healing. Sometimes you just got to get your body moving. I see that's why a lot of like guides and teachers recommend doing things like yoga, dancing, just different types of movement to shake it out. So when these few conflicts happened recently for me, the the, the sensation in my body was just like horrible. Like I felt so much shame so much guilt and it was nothing that the other person did you know it wasn't their fault like they were mentioning something they were communicating something to me they were communicating their needs to me and my reaction was because of my trauma and I think that's also something really important to remember that like sometimes in this these types of situations I feel like they can go wrong when, like, someone is telling you their needs, something that they're upset about, and because you're having this reaction in your body, maybe you could tend to resort to a fight or flight response where you explode or you avoid for a while. Or I feel like I have a fawn response, meaning that it's kind of like a people pleaser response where you. Want to take care of everyone around you, taking care of their needs instead of your needs and making sure they're happy. That's definitely my trauma response. So I've noticed that when these types of things come up, when a conflict comes up, a confrontation comes up, let's say a friend tells me something, then I just want to make it better right away like I just want to make sure they're okay and I just I I have that anxious attachment style that I've been healing from and I've overcame a lot and I've noticed that sometimes you know when things like these happen you just got to let it cool off for a bit you just got to let it pass through your body don't try to suppress the emotions and it's gonna be okay like I feel like that anxious attachment kind of relates to the fawn response where just want to make sure everything's okay I've noticed a symptom of an anxious attachment is that when you don't hear from someone or at least this happens for me when I don't hear from someone I catch myself having these like very unrational thoughts thinking that something is wrong Thinking that that other person is unhappy with me. That they're mad at me. When literally nothing is wrong. Maybe they are just busy. But I noticed that I have that trauma response. Just from my upbringing. I feel like it happens when you, you're someone who needed to be really sensitive to your parents' needs. And just to be like on edge all the time. Ready to, to sense like any type of uncomfortable emotion. I feel like that turns out to be a very anxious attachment type because you're so like sensitive to little changes in someone's mood and just remember that when someone is going through something if they're having an emotion you don't need to take it on as your own like that's also like a codependent symptom which I've noticed in myself and it took me a long time to just start overcoming that and i still have to catch myself sometimes now when a loved one is going through something let's say a friend or my partner is going through something themselves and they're feeling upset about it angry whatever frustrated but you don't need to take on their emotion as your own like you can heal or you can be there through their healing process you can help them you can give emotional support But it doesn't mean you need to take on their problems as your own. And I feel like that was like a huge lesson to me since I grew up in such a codependent family. So back to how all these feelings of like shame and everything were coming up in my body. And I just spent those days really journaling, crying it out. I feel like it wasn't really something that anyone could... Or it wasn't something that my friends or anything could really help me with. Because it was something that I was going through myself. And I've actually... I'm recently going to be starting counseling slash therapy. And I'm just excited to have someone help me through these issues. Because I feel like sometimes these things are not really things you can talk about with your friends. I've always been a big advocate for therapy, counseling... But it's just taken me a while to find someone who's really suitable for me. I've I've been to a lot of counselors in the past and I just felt like they're not a good fit. And I'm sure anyone who goes to counseling therapy knows that it's tough because like every single time you're like telling these therapists your life story, and then if it's not a good fit, then you have to like do the same thing. It's kind of like dating, you know? Which I feel like it's funny because I teach so many of my clients like to have the right mindset, expectation, to practice trial and error, not be hard on themselves. But I feel like sometimes I need to give myself that lesson too. And I see so many synchronicities in my life, like so many dualities where I'm learning something and I'm learning it because I feel like it's gonna help me help my clients even more because I, I've experienced it myself and it just allows me to have more empathy. For other people and my clients that I'm helping so yeah it took those days to process oh my god it was literally like hell and I feel like this is just a reminder to you guys that everyone is human like I'm still human even though I'm a coach even though I'm like this person who has a podcast I'm still human and it's important to remember that you're constantly going to have challenges come up in life. I feel like one thing I realized is that I'm still, I still have a tendency to be really hard on myself because I realized that the shame was coming up because I expected myself to be perfect. I was expecting myself to be a completely perfect person in all my relationships, and I felt so horrible when I had caused this, like, distress in my relationships and my friendships I felt bad that I made them feel bad and I think it was like a practice of me needing to be compassionate on myself like they've already forgiven me they still love me but it was so hard for me to love myself in that moment because I just felt like I messed up you know so I feel like that's just a reminder to you guys that you know, we, sometimes these things are going to still come up. Even though you felt like you've healed your trauma, you've done a lot of healing, these things might still come up, and it doesn't make it a setback. It doesn't mean that you're going backwards. It means you're going deeper. It means you're going deeper into the journey. Deeper things are coming up so that you can grow and transform even more. And I think it's really important to find this balance between allowing yourself to feel your feelings, but also not dwelling on them. I think this is something that's really challenging for me. I have a lot of inner battles. In my astrology needle chart, I have a lot of squares, a lot of oppositions. I'm constantly in battle within myself, and I think that's that's what makes it so difficult for me because there's a very rational part of me. I'm very earthy. Virgo is my signature theme in my chart but there's also the water side of me where I want to go with the flow and I just want to be in my feels so yeah just remember that life is a constant journey you're not going to reach a point where you're like a hundred percent healed because that would mean that you are perfect and you are a perfect robot we are not robots we are human and I think it's just about having that mindset Knowing that you are going to get through this, like it's okay to be in your feels for a little bit. I feel like I've just been going through it in the last while, but having that mindset where you know that there's going to be something better coming because the universe wants the best for you and the universe is going to bring you to that better place if you are willing, if you are, if you are choosing and if you are making the decisions to get there. So that's about my relationships. I do want to talk about my my personal relationship with money and finances and career as well because I feel like Venus retrograde not only happens up to not only brings up our relationships, but it also brings up finances and money because Venus is the planet of beauty, love and money and pleasure. And this time Venus retrograde is happening in capricorn which i feel like the collective theme is regarding career reputation authority structure discipline boundaries all that kind of hard stuff like capricorn is ruled by saturn which is one of the toughest planets because saturn is all about lessons responsibilities, limitations, just things you are meant to learn in your life. And that's why when you go through your Saturn returns, those are kind of like, I like to kind of call it the menopause of astrology, but you go through, you can go through three Saturn returns in your life if you've lived to like past 90 years old. So I guess you would call it the quarter life crisis, the midlife crisis, and the late life crisis. I think that's why People experience these things because they are going through their Saturn return. So I just want to share here all the mistakes that I've made in my business as an entrepreneur. Because I feel like this isn't talked about enough. Like a lot of the times on the media and everything, we only see people's highlights. We only see their successes. And and then it makes us feel like rushed or if you're comparing or, we know, we we shouldn't compare, but I know it's just natural sometimes for us to do. And we think, oh my God, someone reached so much success. They made so much money. Their business is doing so well. How come I'm not there yet? But I want to share with you guys and be honest and open that it may seem like really good on the outside, you know, but I've gone through a lot of struggles as well. I feel like as a Virgo rising, I'm really good at kind of showing people that I have my shit together even when I don't because I tend to, I feel like I I go through so much inner turmoil and then all my friends like think I have it together. They're like, oh my God, like you're the one who like always has it together and whatever. But it's just funny to me that people see me that way. I think it's really because of my Virgo rising. But honestly, I'm here to share with you. It's not always like that. And I'm just going to give you like, all the tea, literally, on so many mistakes that I've made in my business very recently and how I've learned from them. So I just want to give a little brief overview, if you guys are newer to the podcast, if you guys haven't really known my background. I've been an on-and-off entrepreneur for the last, like, around decade. I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur since I learned about this, this lifestyle, And I feel like it's because I have a lot of Aquarius traits in my chart. Like Aquarius, they just need their independence. They need to be different. They don't like to listen to other people. And I can really see that in myself. I also have a Capricorn North Node. And I feel like Capricorns are just here to be the boss, you know. So that's been my journey. And back in the day, I started a lot of business projects that pretty much all failed and back then i I had no idea about astrology spirituality trauma healing this was like not a thing when i was in my early 20s and i like how media and social media have been making it more prominent now so it's great for this generation this younger generation but back in the day like i had no idea about these things and I had no idea about the human design tool, which I talk about so much, I use in my coaching programs because I feel like it's truly been the one tool that has changed my life and accelerated my journey. So I had no idea about these things in the past, and I feel like my motivation for things was not the right motivation. I do have a Taurus midheaven, meaning that financial security is very important to me in my career. But... I feel like I needed to learn how to work with that energy and not just be solely focused on making money. Because in the past, I feel like I've started a lot of business projects just because I thought that they would be a good money maker. Like they they were in a very lucrative industry. Let me tell you some of the got some of the things I started way back. I think one of my first projects I started with my ex and my one of my really good friends was a meal prep company. And I feel like she was very passionate about it. But throughout the time when we got deeper and deeper into it, I just felt like it wasn't the thing for me. And it was actually, yeah, it was really hard for me to let go. I feel like another tendency in me is that I get really attached to my ideas. I think that could also be a Taurus midheaven thing because Tauruses get really attached. And I think it also has to do with my sun and my Mercury in the eighth house. Ruled by Scorpio. Scorpio and Taurus, that opposition, but both of them are so committed and so attached, and it can be really hard for them to let go. And I've noticed this in my tendency in my career to the ideas. And just because I start something, I don't need to follow through with it. That's what I've learned. And it's okay to like pivot, to change your mind, to adjust things. I think in the past, a lot of my businesses didn't succeed because i was so unwilling to pivot and to adjust. So, I started that meal prep company, didn't work out. I remember one of the more longer-term projects was starting a lash company with two of my girlfriends. We did that for over a year, and there were just so many roadblocks cuz well, all of us, I feel like we weren't super passionate about doing lashes, yet we just thought it was going to be very lucrative. And there were just a lot of roadblocks. I remember the last one was that we had rented a space to be the salon. And then when we were trying to get the business license for it, they were saying that that area is not allowed to have salons. Like It's not an area for uh, beauty businesses. So I feel like that was the final straw when I finally was like, maybe this is a sign that we're not meant to go through with it. And I think I was, my Taurus midheaven can be stubborn. (laughs) It's a fixed sign. I think one of the things that was also holding me back was because I was in that toxic relationship and he didn't know how to support me through all of this trial and error. And I remember he would tell me that, I've I've like started over so many times. Like I've failed so many businesses. Like what are my friends going to think about me? People are going to stop supporting me. And that's what he would tell me. And now I've realized that that is so wrong. Like that is so fucking wrong. It is not the truth. Like you are allowed to go through as much trial and error as much as you want in your life, as much as you need to. I feel like right now I'm so passionate about teaching my clients this and guiding them through that, like through relationships, through career, through their dating journeys. Like you are allowed to date as many people as you want. You are allowed to have as many failed relationships as you want, as many failed careers, businesses, because it's never truly a failure because you are learning something from it and it's bringing you to the next level. So don't ever let anyone discourage you from experimenting, from trying something new, from starting over again, from starting from scratch, because that is what this life is about. Like, why do we need to stick to one thing forever? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. If you are not happy with your career, with your relationship, you are allowed to change. So that was a little moment (laughs) there. I'm just so passionate about that. Like, letting people go through their trial and error. So did that last business and one of the longest things I was doing was health and fitness. So I used to be a personal trainer. It kind of went on and off for about five years. And I was also or I am a certified health coach. So I was trying to do a health coaching business as well during that time. And that was kind of when social media was on its up and coming. And I was seeing all these other fitness influencers on social media. And then I was like, I want to do that too. But I had no idea how to run an online business like I have a business background I I have a business degree from school but honestly they didn't teach us any of this stuff and I realize now like taking different courses online taking the latest business course that I did there was so much that could have helped me back in the day and I feel like if I had the knowledge that I have now if I had a guide a coach it could have helped me a lot more. So back to the, the fitness business. So I was broke during that time. I wasn't really doing much and I was just lost. I was also holding on to this dream of being a YouTuber. Being a YouTuber, being an influencer online. And I was so attached to that goal, to that manifestation, if you will. I kept trying to manifest that in my life. And I finally, only in the last couple of years, let go of that. I stopped like, chasing that dream. I wasn't attracting it. I was chasing that dream of being an influencer, a YouTuber. I changed my niche multiple times. But after learning about the human design, my design being a generator, and just listening to my intuition, I realized that I didn't really want to be an influencer. I wanted the validation that came with being an influencer. And having that goal, wanting that manifestation was not aligned with my higher self. Because when I thought about it, I didn't really enjoy filming videos, having to edit them. I feel like it was like a forced enjoyment. Like I did force myself to enjoy editing afterwards. But if I were to be honest with myself, I would rather not do that. So I finally let go of it. And that's when I was just like lost. So, flash forward a little bit, I would manifested my my quote-unquote dream job at that time, working for a YouTube company. Flash forward, a year later, I was laid off. And at that time, I was just completely lost. I was like, I don't know what I want to do. But I felt like at this point, I learned to have a bit more trust in the universe I remember I had an episode chatting with you guys how that first week of getting laid off was like hell. All that trauma was coming up, shame, guilt, you know, all that kind of stuff, feelings of lack. But flash forward, a series of events happened and then I was finally led to wanting to be an online coach again. And I thought I never wanted to be a coach ever again after experienced after experiencing what I experienced being a fitness coach because I didn't know that back then I was just attracting the wrong type of clients it wasn't that I didn't want to be or it's not that I didn't enjoy being a coach I was attracting the wrong type of clients and also I feel like that path just wasn't for me like I don't feel like it was in my long-term path to stay a fitness trainer So flash forward, that is why I started working on a new online coaching business in the last six months, being a spiritual coach online, focused on dating and relationships. And I feel like it's still still evolving right now. And I'm learning to not be so attached. And I don't feel like I'm going to be a dating coach forever But who knows what could happen in the future. I'm just reminding myself constantly that I don't need to be so attached to my career. So that's kind of how I got to this point. And I just want to talk about some of the mistakes that I've made in my business. So starting this new business, starting from scratch again as an entrepreneur, I was booking a lot of consultation calls, free consultation calls, sales calls, and I was getting a lot of traction in the beginning. And I was so excited, but then I w- I hit a point where a lot of people would flake out on the calls. And honestly, I was so frustrated. I was so angry. I just remember like expressing my anger to my boyfriend a lot, and he's just so understanding. But yeah, I was so pissed off because... This is wasting my time and my energy when so many people flake out on the same day. Like I remember, I think one day I probably had like four calls and almost like all of them flaked out and I was just hella pissed off because this is like wasting my energy. So I was like, okay, what can I do from this? How can I pivot to make sure this doesn't happen? So I started uh, collecting their credit cards, all right? And then I use Squarespace. So I, I was figuring out a way on how to collect their credit card, but I didn't want to charge them because it's a free call. So I think in the beginning, I didn't know that you could collect their credit card on file yet, and I just wrote out a terms and condition telling them, if you miss a call, I'm going to send you a PayPal invoice. But that's not really an effective way because who's going to want to pay a PayPal invoice that I send to you where it's not like, automatically taken you know you're not gonna I feel like it's very unlikely for someone to willingly pay for something they missed it's just very unlikely for people to do that so I switched over to collecting their credit card and then so in the beginning I didn't know that you could hide the price because I wanted to I wanted to not have a price because this is a, this is a free consultation call. I just wanted to see how I could help you if the coaching program is even going to be suitable for you and if it's not a good fit, then it's not a good fit. So, I didn't add a price. Like I think I put it as $1 because you can see the price on the call and it just was conflicting because if I'm marketing this as a free consultation call, it doesn't make sense if I put a price on there. And then I had some people flake out. So I was like, okay, since these people flaked out, I have their credit card now. I'm going to charge them that fee for missing the call. And then because I put the call at $1, I couldn't charge them like more than one and a half times that price of a dollar. So I could literally charge them a dollar and a half. I reached out to Squarespace about it and they were like, you can actually hide the price. So I'm like, okay, time to pivot again because I, you know, lost that money I couldn't collect because I priced it at a dollar. So since I can hide it now, I can price it higher and I can actually charge the fee of missing the call. And then another issue comes up, all right? So some other people or one other person flaked out on the call, and I'm like, okay, good. Everything is set now. I can charge her card. Her card is declined. And that's like something I can't prevent, right? Like there's nothing I can do about that. I just wanted to give these little details. Being a Virgo moon, Virgo rising, I feel like these are the things that I would want to know about in someone's business. Flash forward, I feel like another thing that I've learned or am still going through and learning is how to set boundaries with my work. And just with people in general, like being a generator in human design, I am meant to respond to life. And I think a tendency for generators is like wanting to respond to everything because they can and just knowing that you don't need to do that. So sometimes I'll get like a lot of DMs. Like it's it's a lot because I am giving my energy to it right now. And I realize that I don't need to respond to every single DM. Like if I think about, my life and how i dm certain people that i follow on instagram they don't respond to me every single time and a lot of the times i don't get responses from them so i feel like that was something that i had to lay my foot down because it was just annoying me so much that people were asking me all these questions and i and i think there's a tendency in me being so virgo like i want to be of service to people i want to help you But it was really hard for me to practice compassion because I was overextending myself. And at the end of the day, I want to save my energy for the moments that matter. You know, I want to be compassionate towards my clients. I want to have that compassion in my friendships, and my relationships. And if I'm not filling my cup, so to say, like my love tank was just not, it was just like running on empty. Not my love tank, I was just like burnt out from responding to all these DMs and I've just learned that I don't need to do that anymore and I'm still learning how to kind of navigate it but yeah that's something that I had to learn as well. Another big incident lately is I feel like I went through my first really big launch in my business and it didn't go the way that I wanted. You could call it a failed launch so I So I've always thought that webinars are like a really good way to market your business, to sell your business. I've attended a lot of webinars from other creators, businesses, and I was like, I just need to do that. And I thought that if I just like copied that method, it would bring success for me, but it's not always like that. I feel like that's something that I'm learning and guiding others towards that there is not one size fits all. Like even when I was doing fitness, a lot of people would be like, I want to look like this person. So I want to do exactly what they're doing. But even if you do exactly what they're doing, you are not going to look like that because you are unique. We are all unique. We are all on our unique paths, And it's just, it just doesn't work like that. And I think a lot of the times like people with manifestations or when people are trying to manifest something, they think that if they just do exactly what this other person do, if they just do the 369 method, they just script exactly the way that that person did, they're going to gain success. But it doesn't work like that because everyone is different. And I feel like that's what I'm so passionate about in teaching my clients to find the strategies that are unique to them, to find the tools and whatever they need that's yeah that's unique to their strategy because everyone is so different so I had this fail launch and it was okay it was crazy so I was like marketing my my webinar on my social media like every single day for the week leading up to it because that's what I learned in my business course that I took and I feel like I was following that business course too much to a T because even in that course the instructor, she was saying, you know, you need to add your own flair to it. You need to add your own spin to it. Don't copy these things directly. They are just meant to be a template. But I think the Virgo in me is so good at following instructions. If the instructions are there, the Virgo is going to follow it to the T, which can be a downfall most of the time. And it's, there's a lot of like Oppositions and squares in my chart. Like, I have a lot of Aquarius, and Aquarius are not meant to follow instructions. They're meant to do their own thing. They're meant to be like innovators, pioneers. So, the Virgo in me is like, I need to follow things to the T. But the Aquarius, which I feel like is the stronger part of me, is like, I want to do my own thing. Why am I following these instructions and being frustrated about it? So, I really had to learn my lesson there. So I devoted so much energy that week to marketing this webinar. And there was a good turnout, you know, for for my first time, I think about 24 people arrived at the webinar. I think I had over 80 sign-ups. So that's also something to remember as a business owner. Like, just because a certain amount of people sign up, it doesn't mean that they're going to go, especially if it's a free event. I feel like that's something I learned from the business course that I was taking and people flake out you know like expect the numbers to decrease once you you go through like further in your sales funnel funnel but another thing went crazy so there were a lot of email templates I learned from this course which were very helpful but I feel like I've learned that that is not the best method for me So I scheduled all these automatic emails and then I got the time zone wrong on the day of the webinar. So these emails sent out like three hours early or three to five hours early and I was just waking up. I'm like, oh shit, like, and all these people are emailing me saying I thought the webinar was at this time. How come I got this email and then, but I was actually fairly calm throughout that, which I'm like surprised about. So I'm like, okay, that's okay. It's just a mistake. Fixed it, it was fine, people still came on the webinar. But I realized that I don't think I like doing reb- webinars. Like I don't think it's the best way for me to market my business. Who knows? That could change. Maybe the method I'm doing it could change, but I realized like I, I took this other free masterclass by Eden Carpenter on social media. I highly recommend her. She's like a human design coach for entrepreneurs and she is she is also an emotional authority like myself a solar plexus authority and she was saying that she doesn't like harsh deadlines you know like some a lot of these sales methods like they'll be saying that you need to buy before this date or they they have a very strict open and end date for their enrollments for their programs and yes that works for some people and it works great But for her it doesn't work and I realized it doesn't work for me either because harsh deadlines stress me out and I just don't like that feeling and I feel like I could be more successful if I don't do that and it's funny because I feel like through my content I've been sharing with you guys that you don't need a routine in order to be successful and I think that's just another example of that. Like I don't need to have a harsh deadline in order to be successful. So there is that. I feel like there are so many lessons that I've learned throughout that launch. And I also purchased Eden's course that I'm planning to take. And I will continue sharing that with you guys. One more thing about the human design is that I have an open head center. It's undefined. And I remember Eden saying in her course that sometimes people with an open head have a tendency to want to copy someone else in the way where it's like they see someone else doing it this way and they're successful and they're like oh how come I can't do it that way too I feel like that was so that super resonated with me because I catch myself doing that a lot and it's okay to go through that because I feel like I had to learn that that was not the method for me and I want to end it off here on a really positive high note from the universe coming through so right now if you guys remember me mentioning in my previous episodes I think I've talked to you guys about this before how I've been moving around I was from Vancouver and I'm currently living on the island in Courtney with my boyfriend because he is here for a temporary work assignment and It's been really nice because his work has been paying for our living here because it is only for a temporary amount of time. So that's taken a lot of stress off of me from like needing to make money ASAP in my business. And yes, he's been really awesome for the fact that my boyfriend has been telling me that he wouldn't make me pay the full amount of rent in our next place if I'm still not like super self-sufficient yet which I'm really grateful for but at the same time I don't like depending on someone I feel like that's kind of like a trauma of mine from the past I used to be so dependent codependent in the past where now it's like I need my independence and I just want to have success in my own career too you know so even though he's not putting that pressure on me I still felt that pressure on myself because we're coming up to the end of our term in this place and we're moving somewhere else in January and I was kind of stressing out because I was like if we're moving somewhere else you know I might need to start paying for rent soon things like that but then he found out just yesterday that we're going to be moving to a new place and our rent is still going to be covered because it's another temporary assignment which I'm so grateful for I feel like that was just a sign from the universe like that Because I thought that the next place we were living in would be for, like, the next two years. But thankfully, it's still another temporary assignment until around April, and it's still going to be covered. And I was like, thank the Lord. Like, literally, that is the universe, like, giving me... A, I don't even know what to call it. <laughs> the universe is just just on my side, and I feel like all my oracle cards, tarot cards, have been telling me the same message, so like, chill the fuck out, abundance is coming, like, it's gonna be all good, but I know that I've just had to go through my own struggles of overcoming my trauma, my overachiever trauma response, and learning how to manage my stress and my boundaries, I think that's been a major, major lesson for me as Venus retrograde is coming up and also my Saturn return. So thank you so much for listening today, guys. I feel like that was a really heartfelt conversation. I feel like I haven't had one of those in a while, so I'm thankful that I have this platform to chat with you guys. If you guys do enjoy my podcast, please leave a review on iTunes. It really helps more people Join the community and more people discover the podcast. So I would really appreciate that. So thank you so much. And I shall chat with you guys in the next episode. Love you all. Bye.